Hello, welcome and thanks for tuning in. This is Search for Truth, your Bible teaching programme. Today we continue with our present series which is called Would You Also Go Away? If you've been following the series you'll know that Brian's been taking a deeper look into the issues surrounding our allegiance to the Christian faith and the Lord's teaching for his disciples. Today's talk's on the same theme and it's called Seven Locks of Hair. So now to Brian. Thanks, John. Yes, the story of Samson is one which has perhaps had more than its fair share of exposure at the hands of film directors and songwriters. And the reason is obvious enough. The storyline provides scope for imaginative embellishments, featuring a flawed hero as the male lead with the kind of love interest that appeals so much to Hollywood. But the biblical Samson was to be a Nazarite. That's someone under a special vow of dedication to God. The conditions of this vow are spelled out in the fourth book of Moses, the Old Testament book of Numbers. The fact that Samson was to be a Nazarite must be important because it's repeated several times in the early part of his story. Let's remind ourselves how the news of Samson's special life of dedication was broken to his parents-to-be, along with the news of his impending birth. This is from Judges chapter 13. For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. This is how the Nazarite vow, which Samson was to follow, is described by the Bible book of Numbers in chapter 6. All the days of his vow of separation, no razor shall pass over his head. He shall be holy until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord, he shall let the locks of hair on his head grow long. Long, uncut hair was to become the most obvious sign of any Nazarite's total commitment and subjection to God. Samson's great strength was not magically produced by his long hair, of course. The secret of his strength lay in God, through his faithfulness to his vow, a faithfulness that was symbolised by his uncut hair. It's interesting that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul, in verse 14, cites nature as teaching us that if a man has long hair, then it's a dishonour to him. Certainly then, a man with a Nazarite vow was not seeking his own honour, but was focusing on living for the honour of God. He denied himself while living as one who was committed to a higher law. A Swiss lady once advertised for a chauffeur and received three job applications. She interviewed them individually, each time asking the same question. How close to a precipice could you drive and still be safe? The first assured her that he could come within 15 centimetres in complete safety. The second applicant boasted that he could let his outer wheel run on the edge and she'd still have nothing to worry about. The third and last candidate admitted that he didn't know but that he'd simply prefer to keep as far away as possible. Needless to say, he got the job. In those terms, Samson was someone who drove too close to the edge of temptation. The result was, he went over the edge. Judges chapter 16 tells us how it happened. After this, it came about that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him, and see where his great strength lies and how we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. Then we will each give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, 
Please tell me where your great strength is, and how you may be bound to afflict you. That was hardly subtle, was it? But it appears that Samson was so complacent that he didn't take it seriously. He toyed with her, spinning stories about how his strength could be overcome by ropes. Then, it seems, he enjoyed the game of snapping those ropes in an impressive demonstration of strength. But then, then Delilah said to Samson, Up to now you have deceived me and told me lies. Tell me how you may be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my hair with the web and fasten it with a pin, then I will become weak and be like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his hair and wove them into the web. And she fastened it with the pin and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the pin of the loom and the web. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have deceived me these three times and haven't told me where your great strength is came about when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. So he told her all that was in his heart and said to her, A razor has never come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me and I will become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all that was in his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all that's in his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his hair. Then she began to afflict him, and his strength left him. She said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines seized him, and gouged out his eyes, and they brought him down to Gaza, and bound him with bronze chains, and he was a grinder in the prison. What a disaster! One which seemed so unnecessary. But Satan knew where Samson was weak, just as he also knows where each one of us is weak. As Samson began to make reference to his hair, he was beginning to get close to the edge and to toy with the serious matter of his consecration as symbolised by his long hair. Our dedication to the Lord is not something to be treated lightly. In this way, Samson had ceased to be faithful to God and so the strength he'd had from God was no longer available as before. The charms of a woman who'd no interest in God and who was in league with the enemy of God's people had taken him captive. Samson had been sidetracked and neutralised. Satan had succeeded in moving him away from where he was needed. The Lord also wants each of us to be strong and to remain so for him. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. Samson lost his strength for God by losing his faithfulness through getting tangled up in a relationship that was not God's will for him. It may, of course, 
be other things for us, perhaps legitimate business interests that begin to take over our life and draw us away from being faithful with our time commitment and faithful with our energies for the Lord's priority things in our life. Slowly but surely, the strength of our testimony and the vibrancy of our Christian life and witness is neutralised. The antidote is to be diligent. This is again what Paul says to Timothy. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. And after mentioning some by name who'd gone astray from the truth, Paul continues by saying, Flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. May we be strong in and for the truth, not allowing ourselves to be ensnared, entangled, or in any way taken captive to do the devil's will. But by maintaining our faithfulness, may we do God's will still. May we be strengthened by God's grace to stay faithful. Oh, 
As we've seen from Brian's talk today, uh, sometimes it's not easy to stay faithful. And there's a reminder of all that's been said in this series in the transcript booklet of all the talks, which may prove helpful. So if you'd like one or more than one for group Bible study or to pass on to friends, then ask for the title, Would You Also Go Away? Uh, you can also download our booklets via the internet or you can order by email or by post. First, I'll give you the postal address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5 6LN, UK. And now here's our email address. It's sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, if you wish, you can download MP3s or podcasts of some past programmes. Uh, just go to our website on your computer at www.searchfortruth.org.uk. And some titles of Search for Truth booklets are also available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle ebooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and you'll find us. And finally, thank you for your interest in these programmes. It's been good to have you with us. And do join us next week if you can. But for now, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our singers and me, John. So cheerio and may God richly bless you. <laughs> 